Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 119, and tonight I'm being joined by my bear in shining armor, the multi-talented Mr. Homer Mars, and we're going to talk about Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. The Halloween Marathon is already underway, so buckle up, kids, because it's going to be a crazy month. Starting actually the last episode, but really, really starting right now. Swear you'll listen to the good, the bad, and the odd. The good. He has the cruelty of Jack Nicholson's Joker, the wit of Mark Hamill's Joker, yeah. and the laugh of Cesar Romero. <laughs> the bad. He's bald, he's got a cat, he lives in a volcano. What else you need? And the odd. I've seen bits of it. It's really stupid. Swear to me. Just a couple of guys talking about movies. You can find us on www.thegoodthebadandtheodd.com What a beautiful podcast. So yes, happy Halloween month, everybody. I hope everybody's got great plans. And if not, just listen to my show and you can live vicariously through me. I'm taking you through some fun things that are going on that you might not know about, some stuff happening here in, in, in New York City, and hopefully worldwide. You know, going to have a whole lot of special guests already lined up, some of them big stars, yo. Big stars coming at you this month, so it's going to be crazy fun. I don't think I'm going to do that, like, eight-day marathon like I did last year because it almost killed me, so I'm going to be spreading it out, spreading it out the whole month long. Now, some of you might have noticed, hey, isn't it podcast awards season? No, not anymore, because... The podcast awards have been bought out by a new company, and so now they're going to be starting in January. So you're not going to be hear me. You're not going to hear me being annoying about that for some time. So what's been going on here at Scream Queens headquarters? Well, I forgot to mention this last time, but I got to do some work on a new TV show called Manhattan Love Story, and I'm just doing some background and I'm playing a waiter at a wedding scene. I think it's episode six or episode eight. The show started last week, and according to my mother, it's very cute. It's very cute and very clean, whatever that means. But, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. I think it's going to be fun. It was a funny episode from what I saw. Anyway, I wanted to talk about something that happened that morning. So it's, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm leaving the house for my early call. And I opened the door to go to the hallway and screamed. Why did you scream, Patrick? Well, the neighbors had put up Halloween decorations on their door. And hanging there was this adorable skeleton with little paper arms, you know, little paper crimply arms and legs going Woo, in the breeze. And I am just not used to seeing people put up decorations of any kind on their doors in our building. So I had a little genuine Halloween scare from the cutest Halloween decoration possible. So bravo to the people across the hall who I don't really know, but I'm going to make you my Scream Queens of the Week. 
because you took the most innocuous thing and scared the hell out of me. And But this is really what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the dicks that live in my building because it was about two days before the arms had been ripped off and now the legs are ripped off. So we've had this, you know, quadruple amputee skeleton hanging across the way. And now it's just a head. We don't have kids in our building. There is not one child that I know of that lives in our building. It's a small building. So these are grown-ass adults ruining Halloween for these people who put up a nice, family-friendly, adorable skeleton on their door to say, Hey, isn't this just a little bit spooky? They scared the hell out of me. And this is the thanks they get. So fuck the rest of the people who live in my building. Fuck, I bet it's these drunks that live down the hall. They're always throwing loud parties with their rock and roll music, thinking they're cool. Killing a poor paper mache skeleton. I hope you're happy with yourselves, because I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to know you. So, something that's going on this weekend that I want to tell you about right now. Most of these people, most of you people will not be able to go, but screamers in the New York City area, Dandy Darkly. Remember Dandy Darkly? The weaver of tales about sex and the supernatural. He guested on episode, I think it was 52, 59, something like that, the Tourist Trap episode. Well, he's performing this weekend. He's doing his acclaimed Pussy Panic show that he did at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And some of you saw that. Some of you sent me pictures of you with Dandy Darkly, and I think that's great. Now, if you do a search on www.dandydarkly.com, you can get yourself tickets for tonight, Thursday. Well, it'll probably be Friday by the time I put this up, for Friday or Saturday nights. And if you use the code PANIC, capital P-A-N-I-C, you will get $5 off advance tickets. So it's $15 to go see Dandy Darkly. And here's the thing. If any of you out there send me a picture of you and Dandy Darkly, you're going to get a very special prize. I'll get your address, and I'm going to send you a very special prize. I'm not telling you what it is because it's so special. Speaking of prizes, now I offered a contest. I've got the full DVD box set of Stargate SG-1 that I want to give away to you. And the contest was, I want to see your Halloween stuff. I want to see your Halloween stuff. I want to see your costumes. I want to see your decorations. I want to see all that stuff. Send me your pictures. I'm going to post them on the blog. And I'm going to have you guys vote on them. And the three that get the most votes, I will pick the winner. And that person will be getting a full copy of Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek. Stargate SG-1. Plus, I just want to see your business, yo. And you have until October 31st. Midnight, wherever you are. Let's just say November 1st to get these things to me because you might not have your co- Of course, you wouldn't wear your costume before that, would you? No, Halloween's on a Friday this year. So you have until November 1st. Midnight, wherever you are, November 1st to get me your pictures of your Halloween goodness. Get yourself a prize. It's a big prize. Seriously, this is like a huge box set. It's going to cost a lot to ship, okay? But you know what? You're worth it, babies. You're worth it. Now, we've got a whole lot of show to get to. Homer Mars is here, ready to sing for you and talk about Demon Knight. Yeah! So I'm going to stop my jabbering and play a little Homer Mars. Oh, yeah! Woof, 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 woof. It's Friday night, and I just got home. My partner's gone, so I'm all alone. I'm in the mood. 
for having some fun. So I'm signing in to Bear 411. The men are large and covered in hair, and instead of fat, we call ourselves bears, and it makes us feel all manly and stuff. And instead of high, we just say woof. Bear411.com is so good for my self-esteem. No skinny bitches to tell me to put down the ice cream. No little trannies to tell me my sweatpants are uncool. I don't know whips I wear on pits and love animals always rule. I use a fake name when I chat, but my dick pics real. And that's where it's sad, there's no need to know About my real life when we're hooking up And he's got a wife When we're online, our relationships all become meaningless One day I say I'm a hooker, the next I'm a nagamet Gur 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 woof 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 gur 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 woof 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 gur 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 woof 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 So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is my delight to introduce this next segment because I am bringing back one of my favorite guests and actually one of your favorite guests because I've gotten a lot of email about this guy, particularly recently. And I'm thrilled to have him back. We're talking about one of my favorite movies. We're going to be talking about Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. And so who else would I call but my furry little knight in shining armor, Super talented improv comedian slash musician extraordinaire, the one, the only, the Wolfalicious, Mr. Homer Mars! I don't know you, I don't like you, but we can be friends on Facebook. I don't know you, I don't like you, let's be friends on Facebook. Hey, What's going on, Patrick? Oh, not much, I'm talking to you, baby. Oh, that was such a wonderful intro, I hope I can live up to it. You, that's exactly what you said last time, and you totally did. <laughs> cool. Woofalicious. I really like that. Maybe that's going to be a, a new song. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thank you. It'll totally take down Bootylicious. I was no going to say. remember Bootylicious. It's a little late. Wait, it might, Bootylicious might be old enough now that we can bring it back. Like, it's definitely too late to be, be uh, doing something in the wake of Bootylicious. But then if you let enough time go by, then you can suddenly call attention to something again, and it's cool. That's true. So, yeah. That's true. And plus, you're coming at it for a niche within a niche market now, and that that's just amazing. Means both of the people who get it will love you. <laughs> so, um, well, that's exactly my plan. It all comes <laughs> back to me. Yeah. So you look terrific, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So do you. Thank you. Um, do you like my shirt? Uh, could you open it a couple buttons? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear that? 
Yes, of course I can. Those are cool. some big. Those are some big buttons. Those are. It's just a really powerful microphone. Uh huh. You got. You got big buttons. Okay. <laughs> Own it. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> okay. So we've been here for what a minute and a half, and it's already creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't blame myself. That's all I will say. Yeah. So I, what I was saying in the intro, Homer, is true. I wish I had his name in front of me, but I just got an email. I read it out a couple of shows ago from a listener in Singapore. Oh my gosh. Who loved the uh, Warlock episode. Oh, cool. Yeah. That was really cool. That was like, that was a while ago at this point too. I mean, yeah, well like he's catching up with ago. the back catalog, uh, back yeah. catalog. So I gave him an award for being so far my furthest away listener that I know about. That's really cool. Do you mean furthest away, like geographically or in yeah. terms of episodes? Cause he's no, probably it, no, a good sing- hundred no, episodes. Geologically, <laughs> geologically he's yeah. in, he's, I mean, he's, I mean, I don't know where San Carmen San Diego is, but I know where this guy <laughs> is. He's in you know Singapore. what you should do is send him some bubble gum. Cause they're not allowed to uh, sell that there. It's, it's illegal. So if you send it to him, he'll be like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Contraband. Re- really? Why is yeah. that? Um, I mean, I'm going, I'm going on factoids from when I was in college. Uh, like I'm just kidding. I'm still in college. I'm, I'm so young. No, but uh, I, 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 I'm I going fact- on a factoid. Yeah, I had factoids once. It was very painful. <laughs> um, I uh, I remember hearing that bubble gum was not legal in Singapore. Um, I don't know. My, the other fun fact about Singapore that I that may or may not be true is I had a friend who went there one time, and when the plane landed, they were like, um, "Welcome to Singapore." Blah 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 blah. blah. The penalty for drug possession is death. <laughs> Enjoy your stay. Yeah, enjoy your stay. It okay, was like just I... one of the things that they tell you before you get off the plane. Yeah, but they didn't tell you before you got on the plane. So could, could you? Could I just stay on? Right, right. I'll just turn around. Here. To, I'll just take the. Ch- I'm good. This one's just continuing on to Cleveland, right? I forgot something. <laughs> I just remembered I forgot something. But yeah, so he's furthest away. He liked the show and he liked you. And I told you that he. I told him in the email that you were coming back, and he was very excited. So, listener, whose name oh. I don't have in front of me. Welcome. I love you, whatever your name is. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So, that's the cool, the power of the internet, it's connecting us all. Like, it really I mean, is. That's far away. It really is. You know? It does. It blew my mind that I'm going that far. Like, my mother said I'd never go anywhere. <laughs> You're like, Mom, I'm going to Singapore. I have a friend in Singapore, and, you know, unfortunately, she's a child of World War II, and she turned into this whole, like, Axis versus Allies thing, and it would be bad. And I'm not insulting you, friend sure. from Singapore. Um, it's my mother. Blame sure. her. Always blame mom. It's usually her fault. It's off. I mean, I think psychologists will agree with you that it my, usually is their I'll fault. I'll be watching movies with my mom, you know, some kind of mystery or thriller, and like the person will be like blaming it on their mother. And she's like, why is it always the mother's fault? And I'm like, yeah, because it is. <laughs> okay. But we're here yeah. talking about my mother. my mother. No, I have not. Parents have too much power on the like the development of their kid's psyche. They don't even know. It's just, no. it's unfair. No. It's unfair how much power as humans we have over our offspring without even wanting it. <laughs> you know That's I mean? why I'm not having any. My family tree dies with me. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Well, I have a brother. He produced females. So, you know, sorry. Yeah. The name dies with me. <laughs> and I changed it. So how about that? What? And there, and there will be no more Walshes ever. The Actually, Walsh that's, name That's not even dies. my name. That's not even my real name. So oh, sorry. SAG made me change it because, you know. that. Oh, I just joined SAG. Hey, Mazel Tov. Yeah. Did you get jewelry? Um, I got a little pin. I, I got a pin. I was so, I, when I joined Equity, yeah. I was like, I didn't get jewelry from Equity. No. I, have, I never joined Equity. I, I didn't really follow that path. I was an Equity membership candidate at one point, um, which I guess technically I would still be because I think it's like a permanent thing, but I didn't, I, they, I don't audition for plays and they stuff. They got so. rid of, they dumped that ages ago. Did they really? They did. I think they brought it back recently. 
but it was gone for a very long time. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares like, about this. But you're, we're brothers now. We're union brothers. Hey, yay. hey, we should Show go sit party. out on a, on a, on, a, on an iron beam and have lunch out of a steel lunchbox. <laughs> talk <laughs> about rivets. Fun. Yeah, uh, I know nothing about rivets. Okay, I so we're here to talk know. about. They're riveting. That's the what first I heard. tales of the crypt. Get off of my show. No, don't you ever. Don't you ever. Um, so anyway, we're here to talk about tales of the crypt. Demon knight. Demon knight. Knight with a K. That's right. Knight. That's right. Yeah. And yes, and I, I, I would like to see it com- combined with Knight Rider. So it would be Demon Knight Rider. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would also like to hear a song by The Doors called Demon Knight Riders of the Storm. Or Demon Shirley Knight from the Partridge family. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're still talking about the movie. So, okay. Uh, why don't you, being my guest, and that's the – oh, wait. Actually, first, first, the first edition we have to deal with. We have to take a listen to the trailer. Oh, yes. I'd love to. Universal Pictures is proud to present the motion picture directing debut of one of America's most talented and respected artists. Cut! Cut, 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 cut! Oh, hello, kitties. So glad you could join me. Your pal, the Crypt Keeper, has gone Hollywood in a big way. I'm directing my first feature film, Care for a little shriek preview? For my big scream premiere, I wanted lots of suspense. Special effects. Sex. Violence. The kind of thing you could really sink your teeth into. Rights! Camera! Action! about a chase through the ages, a race against time, the war between good and evil. Come on out, everybody. Time to play. And the final battle between man I'm sorry. and demon. I'm not going to hurt you. I lied. It stars Billy Zane from Dead Calm, William Sadler from Die Hard 2, and Jada Pinkett from Menace to Society. Ooh, I love those titles. And you'll love Demon Knight. The Demon And ladies, if you think Demon Knight is too gross and yucky... Whoa! Thank you! <laughs> Okay, and we're back. Homer, that was a really scary trailer. That was. I'm frightened. I'm really frightened. Mm-hmm. Hold me. I can almost hear the puppetry in that trailer. Clack, 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 clack. It sounds very... Good evening, boys and ghouls. It sounds... Thank you. Oh, my God. It's like he's here. I know. It's, it's, he's here. I have his Christmas album. Do you have his Christmas album? Oh, I, well, uh, I, I was trying to get the last one on eBay, but I guess now I know who got it. It's an actual thing, and I have <laughs> I have it on cassette. But it really is a thing? That's a thing? Oh, yeah, Jack, the halls with parts of Charlie, fa-la-la-la-la. Oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's terrible. I would love something like that. I think I just, I think that's the first item on my Christmas list for this year. I haven't started thinking yet but okay. about it. But Okay, I'll see what I can do for you. I'll hook you up. Hmm. Yeah, it might come with a price. It's okay. Do you have a cat? My vagina's purring. <laughs> Ew. Now, I, now I'm 
really scared. Like the trailer was one thing, but I can handle demons. But you mentioned lady parts, and I am my like, vagina also goes. Well, <laughs> with green goop, so and has been dead for at least fifty years. Anyway, Homer, would you be so kind as give us to give us a quick, brief, basic summary of the plot before we go into details? Yeah, yes, I can. So it starts with um, a chase scene between. Uh, uh, Breaker, who's a character that is being chased by Billy Zane, who's like a cowboy, and it's a high-speed chase. Uh, then there's a crash, and uh, you know, miraculously, they both survive, and Breaker is on the run. We don't really know why Billy Zane is after him, but he is, and Billy Zane seems really calm and cool, and Breaker's kind of freaking out, but he's also pretty cool. He takes refuge in a church, uh, an abandoned church that has been deconsecrated, so it's kind of just a... It's a hotel. At this According yeah, to the side, it's a hotel. Right. Yeah, yeah, in New Mexico, and uh, there's some colorful characters hanging out in the hotel, including like a prostitute who's way too pretty to be there, and a, a dude, a stooge who looks kind of like a welcome back Cotter reject, um, <laughs> and uh, Thomas Hayden yes. Church from Wings, mm-hmm. um, and uh, CCH Robinson is that her name? Pounder, Pounder, CCH Pounder, Pounder. Um, I hardly know her, but I love her, so I would. Yeah, she is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, they're there, and then we learn that. Uh, Billy Zane is a demon coming to collect this key that Breaker, I can't remember that actor's name, has. William and, uh, Sadler. William Sadler, yes, has this key that Billy Zane wants. And uh, so they're holed up in this church and uh, Breaker has to try to protect them from um, from Billy Zane, who launches an army of demons to attack them. Uh, and J- Jada Pinkett is there, of course, too. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, she's there to add some flavor and um, with, with an A, with an A flavor, <laughs> and that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's the basic plot. Bunch Thank of you. ragtag people trapped in a in a creepy hotel, being besieged by demons. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Okay. I, I, yeah. No, yours was fine, but I just okay, summed up what you said. I was hesitant to spoil anything too. I don't really know how. Well, you know what? I I love this movie, and I think it's been lost. Yeah, a bit, I like it I think, too. I think these younger kids might not know it, and I think it's they a don't. I have to say, watching it again, it's a lot of fun. It is a very fun movie, and I saw it in the theater. And so I really, did I. We're yeah. like totally the same person. Oh my god! Yeah, Except you have more hair. We were both probably two years old at the time, right? In nineteen ninety-five, I was about two years old, uh-huh. and um, you know, I needed a booster <laughs> seat. Yeah, I needed a booster seat. Um, but it was a really fun night out at the movie because, you know, it's got it's it's a short movie. It kind of starts, gets to the point. It has just enough. It's a popcorn film, you know, like absolute it's, popcorn. It's not trying exactly what I wrote to, down. Yeah, it's not trying to be anything more than it is. And Tales from the Crypt, the, the whole show was very um, tipped its hat a lot, you know, to the audience as it was. And this movie does that, too. So it kind of just feels like a really well-produced, uh, as my friend that I watched it, one of my friends that I watched it with last night said, it feels like a, well, a really well-produced episode of the show. Absolutely. Which is what it should feel. Um, in a good way. In a good way. You no, know it's I mean? a compliment. Because yeah. yeah, that show is hit and miss. But when it was hit, it was really hit. Yeah. And that show was not trying to be, to, to win any Emmy Awards for, like, you know, redefining television. And this is not trying to win any Oscars. No, because I um, watched it with Mr. Bradford, and he started picking it apart at the beginning. And I'm like, Bradford, Gotta remember, this is like a comic book. Right. If you think of it like real life, it falls apart. Well, and and I, what I like about it is that it even reminds you several times that that's what it is. Like it starts off with um, the John Larroquette cameo, which was cool. Um, you, you know, it starts off as a movie with an. Emoji. Nobody remembers who he is, but that's okay. John Larroquette was on. Night these, I know who he is, but these yeah. kids today are like, hey. <laughs> well, maybe our friend in Singapore if, is just starting to watch. Well, Singapore. he's a god in their country, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, you know, it starts off as a movie within a movie. It has the Crypt Keeper directly talking to the audience and saying, like, you know, with all of his very um, bad puns that are that we enjoy. Uh, yes. And then, but then even within the movie, you know, there's the scene where the kid is reading the Tales from, the, from the Crypt, crypt comic book. book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then that becomes a thing. So it's 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 very aware that it's not you know, any kind of uh, deep story with multi layers of meaning. And then we even started to pick apart the plot points with like the, the different keys, how they mentioned when they start to give the backstory of like, there's seven keys that have been scattered throughout the universe. One key to rule them all. Yeah. Uh Yeah, totally. Um, And we started to pick that apart and be like, yep. So why is his tattoo moving? And what's the deal with this? And, but then we're like, you know, it's just going to ruin it for us. If we try to, it's a comic book. It's not a tattoo. It's a scar. And it's also more fun when you don't have the full story. You know what I mean? That's one of the things I talked about uh, that I wrote down in my notes, but we'll go through my notes. Did you take notes or did you just free farm it? I just freeformed it. That's I'm cool. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't have to take notes. It's your, your guest, sweetie. Sometimes they do it on their own. If you do it, and then we compare, and that's fine. <laughs> not, I have my discussion points. And I have to say, you know, if, if you're in, you know, going with, with, you know, horror movie stuff, like they do not waste any time. Like even in the opening segment, it's on for about 30 seconds, and we have titties. Oh, huge, huge ones. Those were some, some grotesque, yeah. rock hard floating titties in the bathtub. They, they are so silicone infused. Those, those boobies were. They seriously were. And what I liked about this opening sequence is that it did not waste a lot of time. No. Because sometimes they go on for way too long. And some of the later movies, way too long. Because, you know, there were two other movies and they're both awful. But that's another story. Wait, were there two? I thought there was just the Bordello of Blood. There's also Ritual, which is so bad they took the Tales of the Crypt off. Really? Title. It's got Jennifer Grey in it. It's about voodoo. Is, um, Is the Crypt Keeper in it? I think they took him out as well. Oh my goodness! Poor Jennifer Grace. So she really got abandoned. Like. Yeah, it's well, it's with her new note, so she gets she deserves what she yeah. got. Yeah, but it's one thing to be in like a bomb of a movie that's supported by HBO and the Crypt Keeper and her franchise, but if they took all that away and now it's just a, a Jennifer Gray vehicle that's <laughs> stuck, looking like she chose a stinker of a movie to be. I in. thought the girl from Daddy Dancing with them this. Who was this thing? <laughs> I don't know who this is. I don't know nobody why my puts, mother's watching the movie, but she, nobody puts baby in a casket. She d- nice. Thank you. Nice. Nice. And I have to say, like this started, and I, I'm a big William Sadler fan, Sandler fan. Like he pops up all the time, particularly in, oh God, what's his name? Oh, the guy who directed Shawshank Redemption. Rob Reiner? No, Frank Darabont. Oh, okay. He shows up in all his stuff, and I really, I, he's, I really always like his stuff. But in this, he's so much younger than I'm used to him. And I was like, you're really kind of hot in this. Yeah. Not, not first glance hot. But the character is hot. I'll give you hot. that. I'll give you that. No, yeah. First glance, he's just kind of like a drifter. But then, uh, yeah, as he goes on, the strength, the suffering, you start to see him more. Through. Yeah. Um, I tell you this though, um, I'm really embarrassed because uh, I feel pretty racist. I thought this was a Halle Berry movie, and it's Jada Pinkett. She does kind of look like Halle Berry. She got the I'm short. not the only. one. I've learned a lot of people confuse. Of course, you know Halle Berry, especially in the last decade, has has been in a lot more movies than Jada Pinkett, or at least yeah. in a lot more mainstream. Um, well, Jada's been too busy burfing. <laughs> so, but there's uh, evidently, it's a common thing to do, I guess, is to confuse the two of them in, for like their 90s movies to be like, okay. what's that Halle Berry? And, 
But um, so I told my shame brother, Homer Mars. I know. Shame. Well, wait, you. it's it's a low down dirty shame on me. Oh hey, um, nicely <laughs> done. Sing. Thank nicely you. done. Okay, so I remember telling my boyfriend like um, that he. I'm like, if I'm going to watch this, you're going to watch it with me, and then we invited our friends over, and, and we had a great time. Um, but uh, I was like, yeah, it's a, it's a Halle Berry movie. Um, it's some tale from the crypt, and it's with Halle Berry, and he's trying to Google all day or earlier in the day, he's trying to Google tales from the dark side, Halle Berry. And, and he's like, I just be, had no idea why I couldn't find anything. And then and that'd be doubly like, wrong because it's Tales from the Crypt. Bingo. And so he's like, <laughs> so, so your your boyfriend's double stupid, right? Exactly. Uh, and well, no, I'm. I mean, he's he's only half stupid because the Halle Berry half was given to him by me. But and he, he's like, so Homer, who's in this movie? And I'm like, oh, wait a second, it's Jada Pinkett, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell you, I feel so racist for confusing them because I just have confused them before. And I'm like, if it were if it were two white. Chicks, I was confusing. I wouldn't feel so racist, but because they're they're both black actresses, I feel like I'm I'm racist for confusing them. I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. Just, that's so, good. Just get it all out. Good. I'm sorry, cool. Jada Pinkett. I think it's 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 unfair to Jada Pinkett that I always think Halle Berry was in a movie that she was in. It's you like know what? Halle there Berry are worse people. There are worse people to be compared with. That's true. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now moving on from True Confessions. Yeah. Sold. Um. Yeah. So. The thing that I realized with this movie, too, this, I think, is the only movie that I've seen with Jada Pinkett, since we're on her, that I right. liked. That I liked. Yeah. Her. The only other thing I think I've seen her in is A Low Down Dirty Shame. I saw her in something with the girl who played Willow on Buffy, and I forget what it was called. It wasn't, mm. I, I don't know, it wasn't very good. But, um, but they were criminals. Because, yeah, because when I, when I see, what's her name? What is her name? What is Willow's name? Oh, I don't know. <sighs> A terrible Buffy fan. Her. Yeah, I am. I, th- I, I think of hardcore bank robber. That's what I think of. Yeah. Totally. But anyway, uh, her and Billy Zane. I have never liked Billy Zane in anything but this movie, and he's amazing. What about in Zoolander when he plays himself? Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool dude. Okay, that's not acting. <laughs> You're right. It's not acting. No, he played himself. Yeah. yeah. But, Although I, I don't think his acting in this movie was particularly challenging acting either. No, but it fit yeah. this. It just, oh, it was the he whole was great. thing yeah. fit because okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. He doesn't. What I liked about this movie is that it escalates in stages. You know, like what? Yeah. I don't know what this key is all about. We don't know what he's all about, and then it comes to the point where he unleashes all these demons upon yeah. them. Humans, you're not worth the flesh you're printed on. You fucking hold up, hold up. Well, they in there, motherfuckers. All you have to do is give me the goddamn key! Alright, this property is hereby condemned. And he cuts his hand in all these puppety, gross demons that kind of look like banshee girls from the 90s. <laughs> you know, they had like the top ponytails and the huge earrings, sometimes with their nipples, but they had those big hoops. I'm like, they're all banshee girls ahead of their time. Look at them. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. I just thought of it now because it's like me. Uh, that's how my brain works. Things just happen. But and so I'm thinking, okay, this is what the movie's gonna be. They're gonna be fighting off all these demons. Right. For the rest of the movie, this is it. But no, there's more. Because he's right. also trying to possess them. Right. One and sedu- the seduce them really. And the, I think the seduction scenes are the more most fun scenes in the movie. Really. Oh, they're brilliantly done. Yeah. They're brilliant. The one- yeah, the but, one with Jada Pinkett particularly had the, of course, that has the highest production value, but that was a really fun one. Uh-huh. Do me a favor. Don't scream. Just hear what I've got to say. And then scream. You're so young. 
You've got so much to live for, and yet where the hell are you? You're stuck in this house. You're stuck in this town. There's a great big world out there, Geraldine. You should travel. You can see it all. I can help you. You want Paris, Rome, Athens? You got it. Of course, if you don't help me, well, that's a whole other picture. Check this out. I hate to even think about it. It's a simple deal, Geraldine. You let me in, I let you out. Something tells me you don't trust me. That's all right. We'll work on that. You will give me what I want. That's just the way it is. And the sooner you figure that out, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was genuinely creepy. Like the show, it's like you could see the world, and they're showing the pictures of her in like Paris, but then you see the claw move across it. So there's right. the threat behind it, right? And then you see the uh, th- then when he pulls away the poster to reveal what's going to happen to Breaker that night, and you see Breaker being eaten alive by demons, gutted, and you well, can see all the way to his spine. That was it was that a was particularly gruesome, but like artfully gruesome. You know, I was like, this is a pretty it, like pretty as in beautiful gruesome scene you know what i mean it's, yeah it's well, it artfully was, it was very artfully done in a way that the rest of the movie was not which why it, it kind of stood out to me is like oh this is a, a nice shot they had fun with us yeah 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 um but my thing when i remember I, I thought this in the movie theater when i saw it the first time what are you doing me there's all this brushing and rumble are you masturbating right now who told you no i i'm just i just moved i just moved around I've got this microphone on that is way too sensitive. I apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, we'll try not to insult it. We don't want it to cry and electrocute you. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, the scene with Cordelia, the hooker, where he's mm-hmm. seducing her through the window. He's not even in the room and he's not even really talking. Right. I was like, yes. Yes. Just yes. That's how Billy Dane does it. Billy Zane does it with chicks, though. He just looks at them and Cause he's telepathically just like, you're so they know. beautiful. You're too beautiful in a place like this. And mm-hmm. whore. That's such an ugly word for a beautiful girl who's just looking for love. Mm-hmm. And he's brushing away the tear from right. a distance. From a distance. I'm like, yes. Yes. Poor Cordelia. Seems downright criminal to treat such a pretty girl that way. Did I say pretty? I meant beautiful. Because you are, you are beautiful, Cordelia. Inside and out. Maybe nobody here can see it, but I sure can. I understand you. I know what you want. I know what you need. Guys like Roach, they think just because they're paying for it that they can treat you like shit. They spend the same money on dinner and a movie they can call you girlfriend instead of whore. Whore. What a horrible word that is to use on someone who's really just a sad girl who's looking for love. Tender, warm, unconditional love. I can give you that love as much as you can take. All you have to do is let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Yes. You can my have only, me. Yes. My only issue with him was, okay, well, a couple issues with that. One was they took out 
that character too soon. I really liked the prostitute character. Me too. And I didn't like that. Am, am I spoiling too much? How, how are we? What are, what's as our long boundaries as we don't, spoilers? Okay. All right. On the we'll show. Edit, we'll edit this out later. Okay. I don't want to reveal what the key is. Okay. Because for when I saw it, I might just bleep this part out. Because when that was one of those levels of the story where all of a sudden it went from this goofy thing. And now we were, this all of a sudden got heavy in a comic right. book kind of way. Yeah. The stakes got really high. It's not just about tonight. It's about forever. Right. And I thought that was cool. And, you know, if the movie was made today, they would front load that. Right. But they waited till the movie was three quarters over before you found out what this was all about. Right. And I thought that was really great storytelling. Right. Yeah, I'll give that that. Uh, I just mean, I guess, you know, are we allowed to say who lives and who dies type of thing? You know what? You can pretty much guess who lives and who dies. Yeah, that's a very good point. (laughs) That's really because that's not what it's about. Right. Either, which is fun. Uh, But did you notice that Cordelia, I just noticed this for the first time too, that Cordelia has a water painting, like a watercolor painting of the carpenters on her wall. I did not notice that. It's right by the door. I'm like, oh, who is I that? Love the they keep showing it. I'm like, that? that's Richard and Karen Carpenter. How did I miss that? I love the Carpenters. Yeah. Because that's exactly who she would have on and, her and wall. And you remember, actually, one movie that made the Carpenters extra creepy was 1408 with John Cusack. Yes. We've yes. only just begun. Yeah. Or die or whatever. Yeah. So I thought it was great, too, Homer, that you were in this movie. I did too. Homer ran the cafe. You had a nice little cameo in it. Although Thomas Hayden Church got pretty mad at me because I evidently uh, gave him four years of minimum wage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, but, you know, I was very sad to see that you didn't make it, that you got possessed. You know know what, though? I mean, it was worth it. My life was pretty crappy. And at least that, you know, Billy Zane offered me something pretty cool. So it wasn't like I just got possessed for nothing. Was it chocolate? Did it give you chocolate? It was a lot of chocolate. It was yes, a chocolate. chocolate bar. Chocolate. Yeah, there's a character Homer. named Homer in this. I, he's very briefly in it, but the first stop that uh, William Sandler makes before he gets to the hotel, he tries to steal a car, but he tries to steal Homer's car. Homer's car, and nobody steals Homer's car. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. And thankfully, I had my little metalhead son to ward him off, the little kid with the long hair. Uh-huh, who was gross. That kid is yeah. gross. It's stupid. The kid was stupid. <laughs> well, he made it pretty far for a stupid kid. You got he did. That. And he, the, thing you know. that I, the thing that I liked about this movie, too, it's got all those tales from the crypt, silly lines in them. Yeah. But they're delivered pretty well. Like, they're so they're embedded enough that they don't go boink, and now we're laughing. Ha ha, back to the story. Right. Like, the first one that really got my, where, where uh, Jada Pinkett tells the hooker when she's like, uh, do you have my sheets ready? And she's like, yeah, they're ready. They're downstairs. But I couldn't get all those stains out. And the hooker goes... Oh, that's right. Guacamole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. Uh huh. Get, Get that, that pussy, pussy off, off the table. table. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Get I was talking about the, the cat. Can we talk about CCH Pounder? Yeah, she was great. This is the first time I ever laid eyes on CCH Pounder, and I loved her instantly. Oh, you'd probably seen her on TV before you saw it and just not realized. Maybe, maybe. But if you look her, I, if you IMDb her, she's been in everything. Like, or I shouldn't say she's been in everything, but she's been. Such a steadily working she actress was so for like good 30 Glen, years. She was so so good in Glen Gary Glenn Ross. She was amazing in that. <laughs> <laughs> was she in that? No, it's all guys in that. That was the only thing I could think of. Oh, oh my God. I was Platoon. Say, like, I don't Platoon. She was so good. Oh yeah, she was. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she's she's the woman who runs the hotel, and she is no nonsense. 
And even like down to the last minute, she has no nonsense. And she's got all these quips too, delivered mm-hmm. perfectly. She actually has the best one in the movie, I think. Which is get your pussy off the table? No, I think. Oh, the other when, one. When her arm, spoiler alert, she loses half of her arm. And uh, Billy Zane tries to offer her her arm back as a, you know, come with me and I'll give you your arm again. And she points the uh, stub of an elbow, which I spoil this or not. <laughs> this is kind of a funny Just line. Just do it. Just do it. She, she, she points her stub of an arm at him and he goes, is that a yes? She goes, no, that's me giving you the finger. And then she shoots him. <laughs> it's a pretty great moment. Hello. I'm your waiter, Skip. Our special today is a lovely poached appendage. Market price, of course. For starters, I recommend the finger food. Want your arm back, Irene? I can make it happen. Is that a yes? No. That's me giving you the finger, asshole. I'll get back to you. I love her so much, and I love that she's still working, and I still, she's just, she's now on NCIS New Orleans, which is the only reason I'll watch it. Yeah. And she was so, did you watch it, Warehouse 13? You know, I do remember, I've seen like two episodes of Warehouse 13, I saw like the Lizzie Borden episode, okay. um, but uh, I don't remember much of it. Uh, you know. It's worth watching, because I watched it because it filled my Buffy hole. Yeah, Okay. It's similar enough to Buffy that I got behind it, but she plays one of the – she owns Warehouse 13, and she pops up every now and then is very mysterious and then disappears. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, if you could just disappear, you would have gotten out of this hotel mm-hmm. just fine with your arm intact and everything. Okay, can we talk about Wally, the postman? Oh, um, yeah, he's the Welcome Back Cotter reject. In my yeah, opinion. I said this guy is doomed to play characters named Wally. Yeah. Exactly. And not the little or, robot, not the little or, robot. No, guys Jerry. I could also see him as a Jerry. <laughs> total, total Wally. I'm like, you are such a Wally right now. Yeah. What a Wally. What is my writing here? Oh, my gosh. But first, we're, we're, uh, CCH Pounder op- was trying to call the police or whatever, and she used that phone with the giant antenna. I'm like, remember those? I do. That's, yeah, those were awesome. The phones that were like, the, not the wireless phones. Yeah, we don't even have those anymore. Wireless, like. The phone where you have the base for the phone is in your kitchen, but you cordless. can walk all over the house. Yeah, cordless, cordless. phone. Cordless. Yeah, but it you. still had like a four-foot antenna on it. <laughs> it was awesome, yeah. I, I always felt like raising the antenna never really changed the reception. It was just something that like made you think it you were getting you, better it reception. It made you feel better, and it made yeah. it a danger to eyes. Of My children. first cell phone had an antenna on it that I could lower and raise. So did mine, and that totally did nothing. Never, never did anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other big member of this cast that you know genre fans will love is Dick Miller, who plays uh, Uncle Willie. Uh, yeah, Uncle Willie. Yeah, another person who has been in a thousand movies is never yeah. the star, and is always doing great, great character work in genre films. And I love him, and he's adorable in this. Yeah, those drunks are so funny. People with serious alcohol problems—they're so lovable and sweet. Yeah. And he was also a great ex- – his fantasy sequence was also a great excuse. You to want to talk a about – A lot more titties in the That movie. was some serious titties. There were a lot of breasts in that scene. Serious titties. And I was looking at the credits when they went by and looking at the names and everybody's name is like Tiffany and Bambi. I'm like, of course they were. Of course, yeah. Of course they were. Holy shit. Hi, Uncle Billy. Poor Uncle Billy. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yep, you sold your soul for titties and two shots of booze. Yep. But then again, you did it for chocolate, so who are you to judge? Who am I to judge? I don't judge you. 
I mock, I don't judge. That's okay. I can handle mocking. And I liked when CCH Pounder threw up after the sheriff got his face punched in because I'm like, now she's CCH puker. (laughs) 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 Oh, so can I offer a criticism of the movie or are we not there yet? No, go right ahead. Okay. The strength of the demons is so wildly inconsistent. Like, for example, Billy Zane punches the guy and his head, his fist goes right through the head. Yeah. Um, you see other demons where, for example, when CCH Pounder gets her arm ripped off, the demon yeah. just grabbed her and ripped off. But the demon had been trying to choke the character who plays Breaker uh, or the actor who plays Breaker. The demon had been trying to choke him for like 30 seconds. Like they seem to have no strength when it comes to trying to choke a person, but then they can just go ahead and rip you and grab your arm and it comes right off. Like if they had that kind of strength, then they could snap your neck in, you know, two seconds flat. Are you using earth logic on this movie? Yes. Stop it. Sorry. There are demons with hoops from Claire's Boutique in their nipples, okay? I think, yeah, they're just, our neck muscles are just somehow weak to them or or somehow a weakness to them and they can't. Yes. Yeah. Well, then again, it was, it was, it was, it was William Sadler. So, you know, he's the chosen one. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Plus she was a girl. She was a girl. That was a girl demon. Oh, yeah. So she could take down the guy, but she could totally beat up CCH Pounder because she's also a girl. And probably had it gone on, they would have gone in a slappy fight. That's true. And I just lost all my female listeners. <laughs> and I think one of my favorite parts is early on when they're having their first confrontation when the whole cast is together. And they're arresting William Sadler. Yeah. And they're presenting – the sheriff has brought down – oh, uh, 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 Dick Miller has found the key. And he's going to give it to him. And Billy Zane opens up the case. And he goes, I'd like you to just put it inside. I'm like, isolate that. <laughs> if you insist. And he says that several times. Like, I really would just like you to pour that out. Yeah. Put it inside. I, I thought there was also another, or this is another Earth Logic game, but there was a, a point in the movie when Billy Zane had the key and. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, couldn't the movie have just ended? I mean, didn't couldn't he have just disappeared? Then once he had what he wanted, yeah, he decided to stay and kill everybody else yeah. off. But you know, right. that's 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 you know that's what happens when you're a completist. Yeah, you need that closure. You can't just like just wait for the universe. He's a perfectionist. To take, I know. It's like the it's like the common mistake of the villain. Like as soon as he gets the upper hand, he reveals everything to. Hold on, uh, I need a seven minute monologue right now. Right to explain to you what my true intentions are, and then something goes wrong, and it's only because I revealed all of that that you were able to eventually kill me. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Um. Overall, I think the special effects in this are really quite good. They fit. Yeah, they're fun. I, I like the. It's sort of like that animated lightning type stuff when the demons explode. It's like that animated lightning and same thing with they create the blood seals or yeah for, for those of us who haven't seen it for those who haven't seen it you know they they put a drop of the blood on that's on in the, the key the key is actually a bottle it's that's shaped like a key it's very confusing but it's filled yeah. with blood and the blood can repel the demons right and they create and I, and I like that idea of like little blood seals where you know you put a little drop on the door and it closes up the door so humans can pass through but demons can't i love um, it i love it it's like a ziploc baggie yellow and blue make green it's convenient yeah uh-huh demon be gone from sc johnson <laughs> wax but yeah, it's like they're very, like some of it is very puppety, but that works mm-hmm. based on what well, the source material is. I also think again that's the way that's that's how you're able to enjoy a movie like this is the puppetry reminds you that you know you know I, I don't think anyone's really going to be scared by this movie. If anything, we're going to be repulsed by the gore because there's there's some gore in it, but it's it's comical gore. But um, the puppetry, the demons being puppets, you know, I think that's. 
the movie's way of saying we're not really trying to compete with like the omen and the exorcist here or we're just you know we're out we're having a, a fun night out also this was an early 90s movie so had they used cgi it would have been particularly awful and i think it's a strength that they didn't right that plus the show itself is based on a puppet right and it was all in the same universe and it worked and i have to say there are a couple of belly sink scenes for me not like scary what? per se but belly sink the oh shit moments like when the demons are birthing out of the ground, what I yeah. saw it the first time is a belly sink moment. You're like, oh, yeah. shit. Because you know, they start as infants, and that's really yeah. fucked up. Like little fetuses coming out of the ground. Hell that was yeah. really disturbing. Yeah, Because now you, you don't know what the game is anymore. You're like, oh, shit. And I believe yeah. just figured out this guy's the villain, and now, what? Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and, I, and I, I say it's not scary. I don't mean like it's not. It, it's it's a roller coaster scary for sure. You know, while you're watching it, it's yeah. It, there's moments of tense and, and fright, but it's not the kind of movie where you need to sleep with the light on afterwards. No, because it is an, it is a popcorn movie. It's there right. for the thrill of the moment, and then you close right. the comic book and you put it on the shelf and you're done. Right. You can take it down and read it every now and then. But yeah, and even the gore stuff, I think, is very fun too. Like as you said, there's really only one really really gory bit, but there's some great creature work. Uh huh. I remembered the eyeball stuff that you had to like hit them in the eyeballs to right. kill them. That I remembered. I did not remember so much tongue. I didn't either. And I there I was a lot, of, a gi- lot of tongue in the movie. Gigantic demon tongue probing in places where gigantic tongues are not supposed to go. Don't belong. Yeah. No, no. And that was really kind of gross. I'm like, your tongue is where right now? Yeah. Ew. Ew. And I'm watching the strain that, that showed the strain, and that's all about icky tongues. And I'm like, I've had it with the tongues. Okay. Done with tongues. Don't go to an acupuncturist because that's the first thing they want to see is your tongue. I know that. I I love my acupuncturist. Well, I don't have a giant. I don't have a giant demon tongue. I'm just saying, if it's some like twelve foot tongue coming at me and wanting to like puncture me, that ain't right. (laughs) That ain't right. Fair enough. A tongue is for tasting and licking and for stamps. (laughs) <laughs> call back to part of the show that they didn't hear so that's okay <laughs> for those of you who weren't aware we had a conversation about lickable stamps before the show began and that is what patrick is referring to because we are cutting edge I, I think they should make stamp flavored candy just so kids these days can know what we had to endure when we had to send a letter to someone. oh my god if you had to do like a birthday invitations or thank yeah. oh my head to do a or tongue. if you volunteered for some <laughs> club at school and <laughs> you had to do a mailing and oh your, my god your tongue would be dry or you had to use one Ugh. of those things that they called the tongue and those like the sponge thingies yeah they're actually called tongues i did not know that they're called tongues and i remember i was doing something at college sidebar i was doing something at college for the drama department we were doing a mass mailing and i couldn't find my tongue the plastic one and i turned to the girl next to me and i said kathy you're sitting on my tongue <laughs> and that made her day because you know she was one of those girls who was always hanging out with the wrong boys you know what i mean mm-hmm. like all your friends are gay kathy yeah barking up the wrong tree big time big time but were we talking about kathy no no but the other belly sick moment is when you find out when this all what this all is about which i'm not telling yeah. them right now when you're like no. oh okay these stakes are much much higher yeah they did a good job of that and this guy's plight is much more than just the now. It's not just the future, but it's gone been going on forever. Cause he's not. He's much older than he looks, kids. William Sadler's much older than he looks in this. Mm-hmm. I have Titez written down like four more times, and I don't know why. I like their glowing mouths. Yeah, I'm used to glowing eyes, but their mouths were glow too. I'm like they were sucking so many of those glow sticks. <laughs> and those things yeah. are so nasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The set itself, I like the church. Slash hotel 
setting because a lot of the church stuff is still there. Like it's this weird setup, like random staircases where staircases shouldn't be, which right. makes chase scenes interesting and fun. Of course, it's got some nice levels to it. And also the stained glass windows are still there, mm-hmm. which gives you an excuse for having things comic book colored. Yes, it does. Absolutely. A lot of the time. And it worked. It just, it all worked for me. Yeah. And even like it the- It would have been a fun set. I mean, I was a little upset there was at one point in the movie- I won't explain which characters this happens to, but there's a massive explosion of grenades on like the second floor. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like we spent a lot of time in the attic right above that afterwards. And I was kind of like, that building must have been really structurally sound to endure an explosion of grenades on the second floor. It's the house <laughs> of God and the house of God shall withstand all evil. Fair enough. Fair I enough. got nothing for you. I got <laughs> nothing for you. But again, that's earth logic. Yeah. And it has no place here. No place here. No place here. Yeah. Um, the final battle, I think, is fantastic, too. I've forgotten how much fun it was. It is fun. And it was it was probably very fun for the actors, too. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sorry. I'm spoiling it. No, you're not. No, I'm not. OK. Let's just say the survivor. Everyone knows who that is. You're not spoiling that. OK. It's Jada Pinkett. Wait, whoa. Don't tell them that. It's Halle Berry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. When she, first, really, when she first surprise, comes out, surprise, it comes back. It, the end of the movie comes down to Halle Berry, or sorry, to Jada Pinkett and Billy Zane. Surprise, surprise, the two lead actors uh, is who it comes down to. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I misunderstood the title, which I think is which is on purpose. When I said Demon Knight, I'm thinking the Night of the Demons, like knights. This is like like we're talking about Billy Zane. Yeah. When we're not, we're no, 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 talking no. about the person who's fighting the demons, but. but you're not misunderstanding it that they wanted it to play on two levels so I it is I know that it is but so you're not misunderstanding I'm it though I'm explaining if I did it at the time though well I was like oh. I, I was like oh I get it we're not this movie's not about it's not about title's not really referencing him it's referenced it's because it's about the passing of the title that's what right. this is about is that it gets passed oh. from William Sadler to Jada Pinkett but right. when she first comes out after she holds the key and she gets the stamp <laughs> Like she went to the club. She got the stamp on her hands with the stars that right. move around. The tattoo. The motion tattoo. Yes. Yes. She looks so damn hot. Mm-hmm. Granted, she's covered in blood, but she is ready for action. But you know what? I'm like, that. she has never looked hotter than she looked right there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about women ready for action covered in blood that makes me happy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, the only other women covered in blood that come to mind would be Hellraiser 2 and Carrie. Okay, well, I'm just thinking it's something primal. Like, she was all primal then and ready for battle. It's just something ancient about it, and I like it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's not about how pretty my face looks right now. Or my <laughs> hair, which is blonde. It, your hair looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Homer. You're welcome. I like what you've done with it tonight. Thank you. I had it done special just for you. I was in the chair for hours. Oh, Hours. You they were trying to, to find three. Me. They were trying to find three to brush out. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, well, I, I uh, you know, I, I think we've hit the points of the movie. Do, do we have? I looked on IMDb to see if there was any fun, fun facts about it, but there really weren't. Um, That's cool. They said the one like little factoid is that at the end of the movie, the end credits, the Crypt Keeper comes out. I didn't stay for the end credits. In, Neither did I. In 1995, we weren't staying to watch the end credits, I don't think. No. Um, as no. much as we do today. Certainly no. with Marvel Comics, it's expected that you have a, a big movie end credit scene. Something, yes. Um, but uh, there was uh, evidently an end credit scene and the Crypt Keeper um, introduces dead, uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, 
I can't think of it. Dead Great Beautiful start. or something like that. But but he introduces the next movie, which was then retitled Bordello of Blood. Which was awful. Yeah, I can barely remember that. It was Dennis Miller, though, right? Uh-huh. And yeah, that one had the problem of trying so hard to be funny that it was murdering everything. Ugh. And plus yeah, it had Corey Feldman. Like, anything with grown-up Corey Feldman has got some big problems for me. Yeah. Dead I, I, Easy, that was what it is. At the end, he introduces Dead Easy, which is which is what became Bordello of Blood. Bordello of Blood's a better title, but still, Corey it's a shit Feldman. Oh, my gosh. I kinda, I, I'm curious to go watch that one now, though, because I did enjoy Demon Knight, but I also remember at the time remembering. I saw both in the theater, and I remember thinking Demon so Knight was better, than, was better than Bordello of Blood. I was very disappointed, because not only is it a bad movie, but they introduced the key into Bordello of Blood. At the very beginning, I don't see now. And then they de- and then they destroy it. So I'm like, you just okay. You added continuity between your films, and then you took it away. Oh, that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. Because I was very excited. I'm like, oh, it's the key. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's Fuck very you. dangerous. Fuck yeah. you, Dennis Miller, and your views. Yeah. Go back to the net where you belong. <laughs> he died in that. that. That was good. Do you remember that movie? The remember net? people yeah. called it the net. Yeah, I do. Remember that? I remember her. I remember if we can sidebar for the net starring. Sandra Absolutely, Bullock. you were free to do whatever you want with. I remember tongue. seeing that in a movie, and she's ordering pizza on the internet, and I'm like, "Oh come on, that's just ridiculous. No one does that." Well, who's laughing now? Yeah, she's laughing now. I'm trying to remember the scenario. I think I saw it with one of my first boyfriends in the movie theater, and I think the relationship lasted about as long as the movie did. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. I hope you're okay. Hi, Jeff. You were nice, but you dyed your hair and thought nobody knew. Aw. Oh, Grecian formula all the way. Like, you're <laughs> just too, for men? You too, not even. I'm talking that, like, that color that's just in Grecian formula. I don't know what that color is. Okay. Uh, I'm totally not wearing it. Shut up. Picture the brownest brown. Okay. With no discernible differences in shade. Mm-hmm. It's just solid brown on hair, which makes your hair look like a solid piece. Right, which is like weird. Snap on hair. Right. Which would be amazing. I think the Ken, thing of the future. The Ken doll has a, has a couple snap on hair. Yeah, but, but attachments. Okay. Gross. Okay, thank you, Bradford. Yeah, Bradford's right. I have to make a phone call, but that's okay. We're, we're, we're talking now. We're talking now, Bradford. He's my secretary now. <laughs> thank you, Miss Yagamoto. You're beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm about to write up. So, that's okay. That's fine. It's fine. I think we did it. Yeah, I, hi- I highly recommend this movie. I think it's a good crowd movie. Yeah. A good Halloween uh, party movie? It's a party. Yeah, I don't highly recommend it. I, I recommend it as long as you know. If you want a popcorn action horror, then I recommend it for sure. But, you know, I I, I, I can't put it in the if – if someone were to come to me and be like, I'm looking for a good horror movie, what's that? No, you know, but no, if someone no, were like, no, no. I need you know, 85 minutes of fun and I like horror, I'd be like, this one's pretty good. Had you not cut me off, Homer, that's pretty much what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay, because you agreed with me in the long run. But no, I was going (laughs) to say, I highly recommend it for a fun party scenario. Something that you don't have to pay super attention to and is worth the ride. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, you don't like old movies from like the other, the last century, you're you're a jerk anyway, but you should check it out anyhow. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do a 20th anniversary DVD next year. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a Blu-ray. The extended cut. 
Yeah. Where we actually get to see Billy Zane's penis without the flames. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, flaming There's penis. Some, that's kind of a sexual. That, that's kind of out of nowhere. That that he, uh, you know, at one point there's some like hellfire or something that shoots out from his crotch area towards uh-huh. uh, Jada Pinkett and with a zip of, with a zipping sound effect. Oh yeah, and, and then when it goes back, it's it like, ooh, that's uh, it's very obviously some sexual demonic energy. Uh-huh. But uh, it really came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's what happens. They had a whole choreographed dance number, and that's what happens. That's why That's why in Catholic school you had to keep room for the Holy Spirit in case mm-hmm. a flaming penis shot out of your crotch. In case Billy Zane was dancing with you. I wonder if that got, got nominated for Best Dance at the MTV Movie Awards <laughs> that year. And the best flaming penis goes to... <laughs> Billy Zane. Billy's Do Zane. The penis. It's a new dance craze, the flaming penis. <laughs> It's it's really hot right now. Oh, oh. Zing. Z- that would, did not deserve a zing or a zawa or anything. I'm embarrassed. So, Homer, what is going on with you? Oh, um, what's going on with me? Well, uh, I've, been working, I've been working on the music a lot and um, have three songs in the can for a new EP. Um, Ew. Not, inc- not including oh, oh, Heather's. Oh, oh, yeah. I see. Okay, I never um, I'm, I'm, working hard, I'm working hard on the, on the music. We just played a festival show here in Chicago. Over the weekend, which was amazing fun, and um, that was really cool. It was the Lakeview East Festival of the Arts. Um, Chicago is uh, huge on street festivals over the summer, and they really push it as late into the season as they can because we Chicagoans love our street festivals. Well, good. Um, yeah. In fact, I'm going to one this weekend to see the Lemonheads because often they have seat. Yeah. <laughs> They often have bands that are it's, not really in their prime but are still around. And it's touring. not fair because you know what New York street fairs are like? What? They're all identical. Oh, really? Every they used to all be different, but now there's all they all got bought by the same company. And you'll go and like you'll go for a block, and then the next block, it's the exact same stuff. Oh, that's so. If yeah. you want to, if you want to buy a pashmina scarf for five dollars, you get about five hundred opportunities to do so. If you yeah. want some bubble tea, you got it. It's like the same shit over and over. Sure. Sure. Nothing unique, nothing handmade, sure, just all the sure. same old crap. And the fact yeah. you're getting the Lemonheads and Homer Mars at street festivals, <laughs> well. If you're looking for an excuse to move to Chicago, that's it right there. Well, we do. I mean, there, there's definitely people who would tell you that a lot of the ones here are the same, particularly like the ones in the gay neighborhoods kind of feel the same because a lot of the same vendors go after the same gay, you know, demographic. Uh, but we definitely have, you know, like Rib Fest and Guinness and Oyster Fest. And like the one that we performed this summer was uh, Festival of the Arts. And it truly is an arts fest and that all the booths are paintings and local jewelry, jewelry makers and stuff like that. And. I don't know. So I'm, I, I think they're pretty cool. But in any event, um, we played at that, and we have three songs in the can, and I'm hoping to make a music video for one of them. And we have three more to record, and then we'll have an EP out. Um, and we put out that uh, the Heather song over the summer, which I'm so uh, happy that you shared. That was really sweet of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we have fun. We weren't, allowed, we weren't allowed to play that at the Street Fest because we had to keep our lyrics clean, and it's um. impossible to quote Heather's. Uh, yeah, then, in, in then don't do it. No, no, uh, no, but uh, no. yeah, so it's been it's been fun. It's a lot of work, and um, but it you know it's uh, it's it's exciting. And we um, there's a, a gay singer songwriter named Tom Goss who I love Tom touring. Goss. Do you know him? So we Tom opened Goss. for him. I met him at the Gala Festival, which is a chorus thing that happens in Denver. It's like the Olympics, but with yeah gay choruses. So he, he was here in Chicago, and we played a show with him, and that was really awesome. I um, played his bear song on the show. Awesome! I I have a friend who's in his video for that. Everybody has a friend who's in their video. His video Everybody for that. has a friend there's like, who's in the bear video. Yeah. There's eighty five thousand bears in that video. So right. If you yeah. haven't seen it and you like bears, go check it out. Tom it's Goss cute. bears. Mm-hmm. 
So we played with him in August, and that was really fun at a, at a nice little acoustic. It felt very like MTV Unplugged. It was at this really intimate acoustic venue here in Chicago, and so that felt really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're trucking along, and you know, we're um, we're on Facebook, and uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter. I would say Facebook is where we're most active right now, and um, YouTube and who's anyone? Yeah. Uh, Homer Mars and the Excellent Adventure. Okay, yeah. so is the Excellent Adventure a new thing? Because it used to be Homer yes. Mars. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I I would say that's about a year old at this point. Okay. Because um, I wanted to. Well, a I mean I I was doing shows with the same people most of the time, and I thought it was unfair to to not give them credit. And then also, okay, so it's um, like a reverse, pe- it's, it's reverse dream know. girls. It's reverse dream girls. Yeah, yeah I wanted okay. people to know <laughs> that they were going to be seeing a band as opposed to just a solo singer songwriter. You know what I mean? That's very generous of you. That's very cool. <laughs> I try. That much I'm said, your solo EP is fantastic. Thank you. It's called Prom King, and you should pick it up, kids. It is called Prom King. Mm-hmm. I'll probably play a cut from that on here when you oh, leave. Thank you. Uh-huh. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. And it's uh, it's now on Spotify and iTunes and all that. <gasps> For a long time, it was just on Bandcamp, but we've uh, Homer, we've you have arrived. Yeah, we have arrived. We are on iTunes, just like Cher and the Beastie Boys, and me, and Patrick, and Patrick, whose last name is not really Wall. Shh, shh. Okay, Homer. So, where can people find out more about you? Um, oh, hang on, I think I just lost you there. Um, I'm here. Oh, I put you on speaker for a second. I'm sorry. Uh, they can find out more about me on Facebook. Um, if you Look for Homer Mars and the Excellent Adventure. Uh, Mars has two R's. It's like the planet, but with two R's. Uh-huh. Uh, the second R Twitter. is for uh, Yeah, Homer Mars. <laughs> um, you know, we're also on uh, Twitter um, or Reverb Nation. If you have any fans, if, if you have any listeners who are music fans, there's a, a pretty I'm cool music sure site called Reverb do. Nation. I've got all um, kinds of flavors. Spotify, I don't know. I love Spotify. Are you into Spotify, Patrick? Spotify is the best place to find everything. It's awesome. You can just listen to – like I have been so good in the past two years about listening to bands or artists people recommend because you can just go to Spotify and hear the whole thing. Yeah. And sometimes when you hunt people down on YouTube, like I'll watch – like say you're like, oh, Homer, you should really check out this band, you know, Delta Spirit or whoever. Uh-huh. I might go and watch one video and then YouTube will recommend you know, cat videos. And so then I'll go off and watch cat videos. Well, yeah, then you're um, the, the YouTube cycle. Then, yeah. you, then YouTube takes over. As soon as you get on YouTube, YouTube takes over. Uh-huh. Um, but Spotify is great because you can really – you can hear so much stuff without having to pay for it. And, and also uh, with YouTube, you're kind of required to sit there and watch it as well. But Spotify can go and dust. Totally, totally. You can you go can and Give dust yourself a pedicure yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I can give myself a massage. Anal, whatever. <laughs> anal, anal massage even, whatever. It's all, it's right, whatever. Totally. It's, 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 that's a free country. For. It's just great. Spotify is great for that. Spotify for anal massage and other things. Thank you. And music, <laughs> plus music. Spotify for dusting and anal massage. And check out Delta Spirit. <laughs> Okay, Homer, thank you very much for coming back. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I should have you know, as I've been warning my guests now, I developed serious crushes on my guests for like two weeks afterwards. So I'm going to have a crush on you for a while. That's okay. Is is that okay? Good. Absolutely. Okay, so I have your home phone number now. Uh, Oh, yeah. um, I'm about to switch carriers. So you might not want to look at the picture I just sent you because it's, it's, um, it's, um, fair enough. Technicolor. Technicolor, I hear you. Okay. It's, it's right. HD. And the HD is for hot damn. Okay, Homer, thank you very much. I love you. I kiss <laughs> Thanks, you. Thanks, Patrick. Take and care. And good night. Bye-bye. And may I say, Vio con Diablos.
Yes, Vaya con Diablo. Is that the quote from the movie? Yes, it is. I'm good that way. Get out of my show. Ciao, ciao. A is for Anne Rice. B is for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. C is for Coffin. That's where they sleep in their lair. D is for Dark Shadows. If you remember that you're old. E is for Edward. He's from Twilight. He's about as fun to watch as mold. And F fangs of course and g is for garlic it will not kill them on true blood but it sort of makes them sick h is for helsing comma van i is impaler comma the comma vlad j is for julian julian sands k is for keeper sutherland he's the man which brings us to L is for Lost Boys and M's for Morbius. The living vampire you can read in Marvel Comics. N's for Nosferatu, the first on the silver screen. O's for Orgy, cause every vampire movie has an orgy scene and B. And Salem's Lot and Sutherland again, cause man, he used to be so hot. T is for Twilight, it sucks. No pun intended, it really just ain't worth ten bucks. Seriously, folks, save your money. U is for Undead, and V is just for Vamp. The 80s flick that was Grace Jones is one attempt at camp. W is what the fuck just bit my fucking neck Or if a little kid's around You can just say what the heck X is for Xander Harris Another from Buffy And Y stands for Young Forever That brings us to Z Z is for Zebra Zelda Zipper, which do not have much to do with vampires, but who gives a shit? It's vampires. It's vampires do not exist. Hi, Patrick. This is Aaron in Kannapolis, and I hope you can hear me despite hear my you. cheap flip phone <gasps> and the lousy reception Retro. we have here in the city of Kannapolis. I hope I can get an extension on my homework. I'm sorry I'm late, mm -hmm. but I watched Odd Thomas, oh. and I wanted to talk about it. Yes. And uh, mostly it felt to me like a Disney Channel show with serial killer jokes, which was weird. Okay. Uh, I watched it because I think the guy's name is Stephen Summers directed it. Yes. And... He directed a movie called Van Helsing, and I have a special connection to that movie. I see. Because I am the only person who liked it. And uh, I probably don't really like it. I was...
was watch that movie. So maybe I just like being tired and hanging out with my brother. Okay. But anyway, I liked that movie. Oh. And that movie, if you've seen it, Van I'm Helsing, not. it's expensive. It's obvious. They spent a lot of money, and then they did not make any money. And so now Oopsie. Stephen Summers has to make really cheap movies like uh, Thomas. <gasps> I guess that's how punishment works in Tinseltown. Hey. Uh, the effects were pretty cheap looking compared to the kind of stuff he usually makes. Uh-huh. Uh, which is probably frustrating for him because he's an effects guy. Anyway, getting into the movie, uh, the actress who plays the girlfriend, uh, she seems like a good actress, but she has a line early in the movie, it's, we're weird and screwed up, but we're okay, which suggests to me that maybe they were originally thinking of making her more of a goth or a girl who kicked the hornet's nest or something, and then they okay. don't do anything with that at all. She's she's just as cute as can be. Wow. And, How dare she? Uh... Sometimes weird doesn't show. My taste. Uh, watching her and I, Thomas, flirt all the way through the movie, it's like actually watching young lovers flirt with each other. It's kind of sweet, but kind of sickening. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think they should have gone in more of a, a gothy, damaged girl who kicked the hornet's nest direction with her, and they should have cast Scarlett Toe Hansen. <laughs> yes! Anyway... Uh, I kind of like Extra the, 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 the Bojacks, the creatures nosing around people when they're mm. nosing around people and they don't know it. Yeah, that's creepy. Especially later in the movie when they're licking little girls in their beds. That that's was gross. gross. That, then it starts to almost turn into a horror movie, which I liked, uh, even though it was gross. Um, there's also a joke in there about... <laughs> Oh, 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 no, Aaron, 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 my love, you went over the limit. Oh, no, and you were doing so well. You were doing so well, especially since you did your homework. And even though it's late, you still get a gold star. And the new sound effect. How'd you like that? Wasn't that fancy? That was fancy. I'm proud of myself. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to just uh, address too much of what you talked about because you've called back a couple of times. I think I might split you up in a bit, but not this first call. The second call, I should say. But I discovered that Odd Thomas, I thought it was a comic book. I was wrong. It's actually a novel from Dean Koontz. And so I guess they're restricted by the parameters of that. Something to think about. So maybe, I don't know if she was the girl that kicked the hornet's nest and that or not, but if that's what he wrote, that is what he wrote, and that's what Stephen Summers had to do because he was bad. He made a bad movie that bombed. All right, let's see what else you have to say. Hey, Patrick, it's Aaron in Kannapolis again. Sorry, I, I finished tisk, too quick. Tisk. But uh, I got more about oh. Odd Thomas. Uh, if you'll bear with me. Let's see, let's see. What do we got? Um, there's a joke about a dead guy who's got a pathetic need to be liked. I really enjoyed that because it rings true, but then that never comes back, and that no, character never comes back. It's just a little one-off. And there's lots of things in there that were just a little one-offs that I think should have been bigger, like the creepy abandoned prison that had been lots of different businesses. Yeah. I wanted to see, like, a whole horror event take place there, but no. 
Also, William Defoe in this movie, I saw him in a movie recently called Tom and Viv, where he plays T.F. Elliott, and okay. he was exquisite in that movie. He was so good, but who wants to watch a movie about T.F. Elliott? That's... So, he's got to go make silly movies like this, I guess, to keep the money rolling in. Sure. That's the life of an actor. Duh. Okay. Um, oh. oh, you know which loving couple I did like was William Defoe and his wife. They had lots of little cute bits of business. They were cute. Just sprinkled throughout the movie. I would have watched a whole movie about her. Okay. And uh, 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 what else? I don't really have don't much know. else to say about this movie. Oh, except there's one scene yes. where the girl who's getting chased by the dogs runs on. Yeah. They do this thing that I, I call scared boobs. It's <laughs> like when a, listening. a woman's scared in a horror movie and the movie's putting equal emphasis on she's so frightened and check out those boobs. Yeah, yeah, well. I don't like that. Okay. I think that's kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's a horror movie stock and trade, so maybe I should... Calm down. Probably because anyway, they're heaving. There's also a heaving scene breasts. where Smokey, the girlfriend, she's wearing pink panties, uh-huh. and they're talking about a cop protecting her, and she says, I don't need protection, and she gets her gun out, uh-huh. and like all my cousins would just come in their pants. <laughs> and but, but then this weird thing happens where it's like they cut to a butt shot of her, basically <laughs> just her pink panty butt, and... Uh, Odd Thomas uses the phrase, sniff me out. Yeah. And then she says something about having a hook in your ass. If you're showing me a butt and, and talking about sniffing and <laughs> hooks and asses, it makes me wonder what kind of entertainment you're offering. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, um, I guess this movie at the end, bit of a spoiler, wants to do for crazy shooters and bombers what... 24 did for 9-11 or something. Okay. And Uh-oh. give us some... Uh-oh. My goodness, Aaron! Aaron! What's wrong with you? Are you going for the Jay the Haunt Cup buzzer record? Is that what's happening? Uh, so I don't know. Here's the thing. You call back a third time. I'm going to come back to that in a bit. I don't want people overdosing on Aaron just yet. Yeah, butt sniffing. I didn't even catch that. Well, the thing is, I wasn't taking notes when I watched it. I just watched it, and I got a kick out of it, just because it was a low-budget thing and had an interesting energy to it, and it was a different kind of horror movie. That's why I wanted people to check it out. Like it or not. Yeah, it does go the bomber route, but, you know... I'm wondering, because, like, things are so wide open, I have not read the novel, if it is the introduction to a series of novels about Odd Thomas, because it seems like he can have all kinds of wacky adventures. That's what it seems like to me. Lots of butt-sniffing, hook-ass adventures. Yeah. Okay, thank you for calling, Aaron. We'll come back to you in a bit. Let's talk to some other folk. Okay? Okay! Hey, Patrick, it's Trey. Hello, darling. So you'd get some voice smell when it feels only... Um, I wanted to thank you for talking about Phenomenon on the podcast, because that was my first case of Argento, and I saw it when I was in, I think, middle school. And I saw it as Creepers, and yep. I didn't know what I was watching. Me I didn't either. know if I liked it or didn't like it. I just, it kind of was weird, but there's a thing. I never forgot it. Oh. I haven't seen it in, like, 20 years, but I remember the way Donald Pleasance died. 
I remember the first step of The Tourist Squirrel, and that movie really stuck with me. It left this impression. And a few years later, I saw Suspiria, and I loved it, and I connected the two, but I always think of of um, phenomena like when you're a kid, you get a beer, and you don't like it, and then years later you have it, and you're like, I really like this shit. That's what it was like for me. I was really young when I saw it. Uh-huh. Didn't the things that, but it stuck with me, and when I saw other Argento movies when I was in college, I remember, well, I'd always seen those Creepers, and I, I remember Creepers, and I like it more. So, thanks for talking about it. You're welcome. And also, you'd ask people to call in to think of a name for your made-for-TV movie segment. Yes! And a name came to me, came to me immediately, and it's a stupid name. Oh. And I'm going to throw it out there, and you're either going to like it because it's so Do stupid, it. or you're going to hate it and make fun of me on the podcast. Do it! Stupid. So either way, it's kind of a win-win. So I was thinking, because you're talking about made-for-TV movies, they're really low budget, not really famous stars, and they're on the small screen. So maybe you could, you could call this segment, Size Doesn't Matter. Yeah, I know. Hey, fuck you. I called it in. So you did. Hope you're doing well. I will talk to you later. Goodbye. Oh, Trey. Oh, Trey. Before I get into your little name that you came up with, um, I think it's interesting since we are pretty much the same person in different states that we had similar but parallel experiences of creepers back in the 80s because I saw it, I hated it, and I don't remember a fucking thing about it except bugs in a girl's school. So when I was watching Phenomenon, it was like watching it for the first time for the most part. I mean, how could I not remember a monkey? If nothing else, you think I would remember the monkey, but I didn't. But I'm glad to take it down memory lane. And I was glad to watch it and as an adult and experience it as a completely different event. Did that make sense? I don't care. It's my fucking show. It's my damn delusion. As for your name, I would use that, except it's a lie. It's a lie. It really does. And I'm saying this because I just watched the micropenis episode of New Girl, and you know what? It is. It's an issue, because if it's that small, come on now. Come on now. Plus, it doesn't tell you what you're in for. You know, it doesn't describe to someone who just came across the name what we're going to be doing in that segment. It sounds like we're going to be talking about dicks. Yes, it was an episode of my, of New Girl about micropenises. You didn't see it, Bradford. Bradford's chiming in from the peanut gallery. Uh, although... Thank you for calling in. Love you. Never met you, but miss you anyway. Mean it. Not kind of. Definitely, Bradford. God damn it. Shut up. Okay. This is Aaron in Kannapolis one more time. Oh, my gosh, hi. I swear I'm going to finish up this time. Do okay. it. So, at the end... Yes. I'll try not to do any spoilers, but the bad guy, he's... Okay, spoilers. Oh. He's hanging on the van. Thomas is driving the van full of bombs away from the mall. The, the bad cop is hanging on the side of the van, the one who wants those bombs to blow up, knows yeah. there's bombs in there. Yeah. Which makes no sense. Why... I, I don't know. I don't know. It makes no sense. And he says, the evil cop says, you really set yourself up, asshole. Now, does that sound like someone who's waging Satan jihad would want as his last words? You really set yourself up, asshole? He didn't have anything more dramatic and motivated by his crazy crusade to say, I don't know. 
And then at the very end, it kind of turns into grief porn, which I don't like. Uh, you know, I mean, wow. I just got grief issues, I, I suppose, or I, I don't know. I don't know. But then the girlfriend turns into butterflies at the very end. Like I was you like, do. Freeze That's- frame. Oh. Love you, Patrick. I love um, you too. Sorry, I keep calling back. Like I love it. An annoying ex, but uh, hope you're doing well. Bye. I live with mine. What? So no, Aaron. Aaron, my sweet, dear, delicate Aaron, you have problems with grief porn and scared boobs. Have you talked to someone about this? Have you talked to your doctor? There might be a pill for that. I don't know. At least we don't have grief boobs. That would be especially weird. Especially? Especially. Especially weird. I have have an English degree. (laughs) Uh, Yes, for his last line. I don't know. Take it up with Dean Koontz. Okay? Maybe he didn't know it was his last line. And again, it's ass related. You got sniff me. You got put a hook in your ass. And then you got whatever it was. You really set yourself up, asshole. I'm sensing a trend with you. I don't know what that trend is, but you know what? I love it anyway. Thank you for calling, Aaron. Thank you for doing your homework. Thank you for calling in your homework and for your very, very, very interesting opinions. And don't think I'm not going to be using scared boob in the future. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a scream queen. I'm a scream queen. And Good morning, Patrick and Slim. Good morning. Hi, it's TJ. Hi. <laughs> Hi, TJ. <laughs> Just so happy that your phone is working again. Yeah, I know, me too. Um, yeah, so, yeah, as above, so below. I am so sorry. I should have listened. I, yeah, should have known that if you gave a spoiler, it would be because it would be not worth seeing. Well, it had some moments. Horrible movie. Horrible movie. Wow. And okay. that whole thing about the poem in Aramaic that was the clue to the treasure hunt. Yeah. And when you translate it, it still rhymes in English. Yeah. Wow. What is that? And I think there was something wrong with um, their calculation of the measurement of its X number of feet below ground. Wait a minute. Hmm. Feet below ground in Aramaic? Or whatever measurement they were using when those philosophers put that thing together? Anyway. So, yeah. Great show. Uh, perfect review of As Above, So Below. I know. Don't see it. But if you're within the sound of my voice, don't see it. But you did. I adore you, Patrick. I know. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Oh, TJ, TJ, TJ. Why do I do this show? Hmm? Why do I put hours and hours and hours and hours putting this show together, eating up valuable bandwidth on my server only for you to ignore my warnings. I'm trying to help you, but you don't let me. And then you call in and complain. Not just you. You're not the first. People say, oh, Patrick, you made that terrible movie sound so funny, but it wasn't. You know, suffer. 
I was going to give you a pass because I said, oh, she was probably at the Pride 48 weekend in Las Vegas. She didn't hear the show in time and she found out too late that she shouldn't have seen it. But apparently, no. No, you just went to see it anyway. So suffer. Anyway. Yeah, that poem business. Those Aramaics were clever. Making things rhyme in just about any language you could translate into. It's amazing. It's amazing. Although that's not the first movie I've seen pull this crap. Or TV show. And it always bugs me. You know why? Because I have a goddamn English degree. Not only does it rhyme, it's in meter. Go fuck yourself. Do you think I'm stupid? Not you. Obviously, I'm not stupid. I'm brilliant. And as for your measurements, listen, you. You don't come here on my show dragging your mathiness with you. No, sir. I come from the other side of the brain. You know that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Huh? I mean... If it's not six to nine inches, I don't know what you're talking about, okay? What? Huh? What? Yeah, I went there. Okay, you were confused by the measurements for some reason. I guess because you don't think that the Aramaic's measured in feet. Well, maybe here's the thing, young lady. Maybe this is why they got lost. Maybe the Aramaic's weren't using feet like 12 inches feet. Maybe they were measuring in actual feet. You know, back in the oldie day when you measured a horse with hands, it's two and a half hands high or whatever. I don't know. It's a very small horse. Shut up. Maybe I have big hands. Shut up. You don't know me. You don't know me. So maybe that's what they were doing. Either way, you just take your math and you stick it up your nose and you go dancing. Why? I don't know. But whatever you do, you can just suffer. 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 You know, when I'm wishing harm and ill will onto my well-intentioned listeners who are taking time out of their busy day to call into my show, it is probably about time to wrap this show up for another week. But wait. Actually, you know what? I lied. There is one more thing I would like to tend to today, and that is the email, or actually I should say the Facebook post, that a listener made several weeks ago that at the time I couldn't find. And that is from listener Michael from Seattle. And he wrote in a review, completely unsolicited, of the movie Varsity Blood, which is a slasher movie, I believe. And he says, <laughs> I just watched Varsity Blood, and I would recommend avoiding it. I was hopeful for this one because the marketing led uh, tied it to the far superior All Cheerleaders Die. While that film generally surpassed expectations, except having no ending, as Patrick mentioned, yes, it did. That's because they said it's going to be a sequel, which I wish I had known beforehand, but now you do, so let's, let's just move on. Let's move on. Shh, back to Michael. Uh, Varsity Blood fell short of the mark just about everywhere. The plot, the dialogue, the acting were all bland, boring, and unbelievable. It even looked terrible. There were no interesting camera shots, and the poor compression of the video on the disc led to noticeable posterization in high-light, high-contrast situations.
slasher film, with the typical 20-30-somethings playing a mostly indistinguishable group of high school cheerleaders and football players. They get stalked and killed off. They get stalked and killed off by someone wearing the team's racist mascot outfit for some convoluted reason I was not invested in at all. I thought a couple of the gore effects were good, but there was no tension because the victims seemed to go out of their way to be attacked. I hate that. I hate that. At least twice in the film, characters justify their actions by exclaiming, "They're teenagers!" In the hands of more capable filmmakers and actors, this could have been pretty funny because the actors obviously aren't. But in this context and with this, deliver- this delivery, it seems more like a desperate attempt to remind the audience that these people are supposed to be in high school. The biggest scare comes at the end because it seems to be setting up a sequel. Ah. The threat that they might make another is the only frightening thing in this film. Michael... Little Michael from Seattle, you did a homework assignment without even being prompted to. That is extra credit. And that is a gold star. Yay! Thank you, Michael. So we're running a bit long today, longer than I'd like, because like I said, this show is jam... I mean, this month is going to be jam-packed with Scream Queen's excitement. So... Uh, I said I was going to go read some iTunes and Stitcher reviews that you guys have been leaving, but I'm going to leave that for another time, possibly a shorter show. And somebody just messaged me on Facebook, and sorry, I got distracted. I should, I'm closing this. I'm closing this. Oh, it's Justin. It's Justin from this Hysteria Continues podcast. He wants advice about a vegan meatloaf, which makes no sense to me at all. I don't have a recipe for that. Who the fuck do you think I am? vegan. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, but no, I do want to read your reviews because you took the time out to read them and it will encourage other people to leave them. So now, if you want to be like all these super cool people who left voicemails and emails and made the show even cooler than it was going to be in the first place, you may still leave me a voicemail at the temporary number. I have been so busy lining up stuff for this month that I have not even had time to check to see if Bradford actually fixed the other voicemail number. So for now, this is it. And the number is 917-720-2047. Once again, 917-720-2047. I'm going to make a jingle out of any goddamn thing I feel like. Of course, if you want to write an email, send me that thing at crew at screamqueens.com and as always that's queens with a z you can like me on facebook just do a search on scream queens horror podcast and join the fun over there you can follow me on twitter at scream queens with a z of course or you can leave a donation through the site go over to www.screamqueens.com click on the donate button and leave me some hard-earned cash to keep some of the upkeep going on here Or head on over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review of the show. Or just leave some star ratings. That takes no time at all. (coughs) I'm so excited. I just coughed up all over myself. That's classy. And I think that's a nice place to leave the show. So I don't want to get you too excited. But you're going to be getting another episode before the end of the weekend. Because there is another emergency situation that is brewing here in New York. And uh, you need to be warned. So expect another broadcast from the Scream Queens emergency podcast news thing. I just screwed up my own bit, but 
hey, what else is new? And keep your eye on the Facebook fan page and on the Twitter feed to find out what's coming down for the official. That's my goal for the weekend. And until next time, my beautiful, but really, really wonderfully weird bunch of screamers continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, Boy, I thought the devil tried to seduce me once. Yep. Turned out I was just rolling on the shrooms. Waka chicka, waka chicka, wah. Bye. I go hunting for witches. Heads up, going to roll. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>